Hey, 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 all you horror fans. Greetings and welcome back to the What If Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron with a K, your filmmaker and all-around creative. And today we are going to be reviewing the fifth episode of American Horror Stories. We're going to do your typical thing where we rate the episode and we talk about the episode. Then we ask a question about the episode and see how we can make it better if we can make it better. And uh, if this episode is anything like the past four have been, there's definitely a way we can make it better. But I'm going to keep hope alive. We all go a little mad sometimes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up. We're friends to the end, remember? This is the end, friend. What an excellent day for an exorcism. So as I mentioned uh, a few episodes back, I think I messed myself up here on this whole trailer thing by not watching the trailer first. So before we watch the episode, I'm actually going to watch the trailer and I can give an honest opinion of the trailer. So here it is. I want to be pregnant. I want to feel our baby growing inside me. It's a fertility token, and as strange as it may sound, you get a baby. How did you get here? There's something in this house. Never get my baby! I won't let you! All right, so that was the trailer, and yo, for whatever reason in this show, it seems like I cannot get away from all this demonic crap. Like, come on, people, does nothing else scare y'all? Not you guys, but you you know what I mean. So, ugh. I'm not going to base this on whether the trailer makes me want to see it or not. It's a TV series. You never base a TV series' trailer on whether you're going to watch that specific episode. So, it's not... It's not that for me. It's like, okay, they wanted a baby. They do anything for a baby. So, yeah, I mean, it's honestly my 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 initial opinion of the trailer is been there, done that. I feel like this is something that we've seen before. Someone wants a baby so badly that they go to and, and it, it makes it seem like she didn't know what she was doing when she took the totem. But. Yeah, that's that's my initial reaction to the trailer. I'm like, eh, we've seen this before. So now let's go ahead and hop into the episode and see what we get. So I can tell you that the first thing I did was check to see how long this episode was going to be. And we get a good 49 minutes out of this one. So I was like, all right, let's see how long it's going to take to get to the horror. But I can say that it does start with um, a pretty a pretty decent conflict. Um and story. Obviously, we have a couple who wants a baby. We we see we see their goal right off the bat. And I like that. But on the production side of things, I have to ask or maybe maybe not ask because obviously you can't initially respond. But when looking at this, when we first see the totem that I don't know if it was the I don't know if it was just the particular lens they were using, if they use an outer lens filter or. I don't know, but it, it seemed very hazy, almost like it was a dream when she was holding the totem. 
Like it was clearly out of focus, but it wasn't a normal like depth of field type out of focus. It looked like a dreamy haze. Did anybody else see that? But yeah, and furthermore, like, okay, I know you want a baby, but dang, we just finna try anything. But I guess if you don't really believe that it works, then, I mean, what's it going to hurt anyway, right? All right, but a quick cap of the episode. So we start in a fertility clinic, and we have a couple who wants a baby. They've gone through their fifth round of in vitro, and it's not successful. So the receptionist girl um, gives our mother-to-be a totem and says, put it under the bed when you do the deed, and believe it or not, you'll have a baby. Well, she does what she's told, and sure enough, we get a 16 months later, and she's a mother and looks like she absolutely regrets it. And, I mean, as a as a parent, I get it, you know, but 16 months in, well, let me, let me not because my kids are 15, 10, and 3. So maybe I'm a little too far removed to remember what, you know, one and a half looks like. But what she was dealing with seemed like some four-month-old type stuff. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so she goes back. She finds the, the the totem under the bed on a dark, stormy night of all things, right? And makes the comment, I should have thrown you away. So I'm like, dang, girl, after all of this and spending all this money to get a baby, you finally got it and now you regret it? Like, dang. But she regrets it because she can't handle the baby. The baby doesn't like her. It won't stop crying. And, you know, she hands her to the maid and everything just seems fine. So... She doesn't seem too happy about that, but I am happy to report to you guys that we get our first quote unquote scare eight minutes into the episode. Uh, her boyfriend comes home, her, who's an actor. He comes home with some kind of mask on and it scares the crap out of her. And I'm getting intrigued because, I mean, things in this series are finally starting to make sense. It's like why he has some kind of it, it looks like a mask, but I guess it's just makeup. He has it on, and it's like, why would you come in the house wearing that? But again, he's an actor, and he says they asked him to leave it on because he has to be back on set in two hours, and it takes forever to apply the prosthetics. That makes sense. I was like, yes! So, yeah, they have a heart-to-heart about how she's struggling dealing with motherhood, and he wants her to go see a doctor. So she's all whatever, whatever to that. And then we see some kind of demon standing over her baby's crib. She runs in there. He's not there. She looks on the monitor. He's standing behind her. Boom. But like expected, she just thinks she's seeing things. Her therapist or the doctor she goes and sees says the same thing. But her doctor gives her some tips, and they seem to be working. She's getting along great with the baby now. And she finds a essentially a demon totem. Like, it's the same thing where she's like, how did you get in here and why do you look different? Because she put it away. And she she goes and confronts the maid saying, hey, did you do this? The maid looks at that thing instantly. It's like, why do you have something like that? It's my business, Norma. I just need to know. I can't work here. Where are you going? And she dipped. I'm like, yo, that's a real one right there. And so then we get the case of, you know, her seeing things, researching things. And then like any for lack of better words, white horror story. They pull out a freaking Ouija board. Like, come on, people. How how long are we going to keep doing this Ouija board thing? <laughs> but no, they, um, 
before that, you know, they call the doctor. Doctor, you know, gives her a scientific reason about, you know, why she's experiencing these things. Then there's the Ouija board. So she goes back to the girl who gave her the totem after that. And the girl essentially gives her a way to get rid of said demon. And in the process of doing that, she's in the middle of the thing. And then Matt comes and she friggin' stabs him thinking it was the demon. And so, folks, this is where all your spoilers are going to come in because we see that she gets put in a crazy house. Boyfriend goes, checks on her. Turns out this mofo set the whole thing up. The The girl who gave her the totem, he he sleeping with that girl. All his little college friends that did the, 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 the Ouija stuff with him, they said everything was fake, y'all. Everything was fake. The, so one of his college friends was the demon that she saw in the video. Another one of his college friends is the one who was tampering with the baby monitor, having her see stuff. And he put speakers in the house, having her hear stuff. Another one of his friends was carving the totems and changing them out and made the foggy smoke. Y'all, it was all fake. They played that girl. They played her. But then as they celebrating, stuff really went down. And the demon actually appeared, killed all of them except for the boyfriend. The boyfriend goes to jail, and she comes and visit, visits him. And essentially, you know, that's that's we find out that he told the police everything. He's the one that survived. They think he killed everybody, and she ain't going to help him. Basically told him to F off. Just for her to go home and the demon to come back demanding that she release him. It's like, what you mean release you, bro? And it turns out that um, the spell that homegirl gave her was a summoning spell. So she ended up summoning the demon and I guess telling them to go kill all of them. But here's the thing. This crazy B.I. looks at him and was like, I guess I'll release you on one condition. You give me another baby. Y'all, she done laid down and did it with the demon. Um, like, what? But yeah, so that's the episode. And when it comes to american horror stories ball we here at the what if horror podcast give it a final girl and uh that final girl might even fight back oh no my instincts don't tell me to give it that but let's give let's 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 go through a rundown and 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 see if i can figure out why so my off the top of the head thoughts on this whole on this on this episode is it's probably been the best so far. Um, and I feel like I have to say that as far as episodes three, four and five are concerned, because, again, episodes one and two, we got the same story. So they had longer to go. But this is more so what I was expecting from American Horror Stories. This is the 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 goosebumps of FX, right? We got a we got a decent story. It was horrified. I won't say it was horrifying, but it was still it was still satisfying, right? And then to find out that we have a twist like that at the end, like yo, everything she did was fake. Like dang. And I think, okay, so I think where 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 my final girl might not fight back is the fact that I feel like the demon showing up was kind of a a a, a cheap out. 
it's like you you put on this big you give this big long exposition about how it was all fake and then <gasps> whoop de doo he's real. So maybe that's where I got turned off just a little bit. I felt like that was a cheap ending. But I appreciated the episode as a whole. I feel like it did exactly what an American Horror Story short story is supposed to do. Um, so as far as the story is concerned, we were given we were given a protagonist. She wanted a baby. Then she, then she didn't, right? But then she wanted to she wanted to protect that baby. I guess, kind of. Is that what she wanted to do? Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Shoot. She wanted to protect the baby and was doing what she thought necessary in order to do it. Now, the one thing, so when it comes to wanting a baby so bad, I've I've, I've never had that issue. I got three kids. But it's like, okay, what length is someone willing to go to 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 do that? I can't necessarily speak on that. Like, if you're desperate for something, I guess you're just desperate for it. But, yo, then that legit begs the question, and I just thought about this. If this whole thing was fake, how did she get pregnant at the right time? Now, granted, they did give a little bit of exposition. Um, Matt said that it he did everything to lower his sperm count, right? He... Uh, was taking cold baths and wearing tight underwear and all kinds of crap, right? So I guess that's how he he was preventing it. But I'm like, so if you stop doing that, then all your sperm just explodes through and she gets pregnant in a night on the first try? That part, I don't know. Because if they was really spending money on IVF, and maybe I just don't know enough of the science, or maybe I missed a piece of the episode where they explained something, but... Yeah, man, how she get how she get pregnant for them to be able to sell this whole demon story, right? And another question, just random. I mean, nothing necessarily wrong with it, but why sixteen months? Why they wait that long to start messing with her? Again, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. Just something to think about. But again, I can I can appreciate the story. It's a simple, and you know, she's trying to she's trying to protect against a demonic entity. No one believes her. You know, she's having, I don't know if the conflict was great, right? What it, What's the conflict of the story, guys? Um, there's conflict with herself because she's questioning, you know, is this stuff really happening? There's conflict with her relationship with Matt because he's not 100% buying what she's selling, even though he was the freaking manufacturer, <laughs> Um, he, you know, there's the conflict there. I don't know if we can call, you know, the situation with her therapist or her doctor conflict. I think y'all, honestly, I think overall, I just appreciated the fact that we got some horror out of this horror story and it didn't take them 35 minutes to give it to us. And I think another reason that I can't necessarily hit it with that fights back and I might even be stretching this, this final girl here is the fact that, okay, you, you, you had one good show. Y'all, I'm really torn here. I'm like, okay, do I base the rating on this one episode alone? Am I rating this off of the series so far? And maybe my hesitation is the the, the idea of rating the series so far. Like, uh, I need to see you do it twice in a row to know that you actually got something worth something here. You know what I mean? But anyway, for a short, you know, for, a, you know, a 48 minute period, 
right? I mean, these these almost play out like short films. So for a, for a short film, I mean, I feel like we got we got some character, right? She she wants a baby. We know she had issues with her mom. We could have gone further into that, but I mean, we just went into the 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 horror of it all. There could have been, you know, there could have been moments of exposition throughout this, you know. And and I guess we're the what ifs are cutting into the character talk here, but you know, what if in the midst of her trying to figure out what's going on with this baby, we get a piece of how she may have been neglected as a baby and she doesn't want to do this same thing to her. And the one reason she's wanted to, you know, cause we don't know why she's wanted to be a mom. She does make the comment that it's funny how I want to be the thing I tried to avoid the most. So it doesn't sound like she had a good relationship with her mom, but you know, all of a sudden she wants to be a mom, but I think it's fair to say she wants to be a better mom than her mom. You know, maybe we could have gotten some exposition there in the midst of this to figure out something about her childhood you know, we know that Matt wants to be an actor. I mean, his character was pretty flat. And if I if performance wise, I don't I really didn't buy his. Yes, I did. Let me not say I didn't buy it, but I'm a cheap person. So let's just say his performance was 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 cheap. If that's not rude, because um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to be rude. But what I'm saying is. I was able to go for it, but the performance was not the best. The only other thing I've ever seen, um, Ronan Rubenstein, Steen, whatever. Alex, don't cut my head off. The only other thing I've ever seen him in was uh, 911 Lone Star. And so maybe maybe that has a piece to to do with it. I'm used to him being a, a specific. No, I can't even I can't even give him that credit. I mean, I've seen. I've seen other other actors like Billy Lord, who played Liv. I'm I. My introduction to her was Chanel from Scream Queens, but, you know, she she wasn't. She wasn't unbearable. And it, at first it was a little difficult for me to go. But as the episode continued, I began to believe her character. I don't think anyone here gets, you know, the outstanding performance award from me. I mean, Dr. Berger was good, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think I think Ronan was just on the on the weaker end. Specifically speaking, when I just really wasn't there with him was after the Ouija board scene and he goes and is like, I'm done. You need to figure your stuff out and I've been patient and blah blah blah. That seemed like an actor delivering lines for me. But yeah, let's uh let's let's look into this. Let's look into this what if. Cuz I don't know. Again, I told you I felt like the 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 demon coming back and actually being real was a was a bit cheap. So what could they have done differently? I don't necessarily want to change the fact that we have um I like the fact that they included the twist in the episode, so I'm not going to I'm not going to take that away. Again, I just I feel like I feel like the way they ended it was just a bit cheap. Ah, you know what? So something that I was thinking would would be kind of cool in these American horror stories is if each episode had some kind of link back to a part of the original horror stories. Right. 
So just like the rubber woman, I mean, we obviously know that one was directly linked to to um, season one. Well, last week with the naughty list, I actually linked it back to cult kind of unofficially. Right. I didn't officially say that it was the same cult, but let's say that they really did fake all of the demon stuff. Right. But let's set them in Louisiana. And as she was performing this fake ritual, let's not make it an actual summoning thing, right? Because Bernadette, the, the, the girl who gave her the totem, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just buying things that look, you know, Wiccan and witchcrafty and demonic and all that crap, right? She don't know what she's doing. So let's say when Liv does all of this stuff, she actually awakens her true self and her true self turns out to be a witch from coven and she learns this while she's locked up like um and essentially for my american horror story fans it would work the exact same way it did in apocalypse when the coven put the spells on the girls so that they would forget their true identities and could remain discreet. So it would be like kind of that that same in that same vein. Now, granted, we would have to come up with a reason as to why, you know, that was why her, you know, memory was was taken away. But yo, if we were to link this episode back to Coven, and then she whatever her, you know, specific power, because each one of the witches, you know, had a specific gift. And she uses her gift, learns the truth about Matt and his friends and then gets her revenge on them that way. So it's almost as if we get one horror story that's dealing with a demon. We find out that whole thing is fake and we take it straight into the witchcraft of Coven. Yo, I like it. Tell me what you guys think. I And I think that might be something I actually try and do. I don't know how successful I'll be, but... You know, let's take these what ifs and try and link them to an original American horror story season somewhere in there. With that being said, that pretty much wraps up our 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 show for American Horror Stories episode five ball. But I do have to I do have to go ahead and give the show its credit. It is getting better, in my opinion. Let's just hope we can only go up from here, guys. So until next time. <laughs>